Greetings and welcome, everyone. It's All You Can Geek Gamecast, episode 560. I'm your host, Jim Gass, joined by Mike Sneedy. What's up? Corey Feinstein. Ahoy. And Tony Korkanakis. Yo. Welcome, listeners, viewers, to 560 of the Gamecast. What we love about Gaming Edition, that's right, folks, uh, we have all four of us again. We couldn't do it last week, so we left you on a cliffhanger of what we hate about gaming two episodes ago. Uh, but this one, we will finish up with what we'd love about gaming. Uh, so keep listening for that coming so this, up. This will get less clicks. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> the, the hate stuff is so much easier. I don't know what it is. It's always easier to talk about what you hate about. Well, I, you know I mean? it's like people want to argue with that. They want to get offended more. This is just going to be a gross love fest. Yeah. Give the thumbs down. Uh, do, do you like that guy now? Do you love him now? No, well, yeah. I mean, he was great running around the base. I mean, he's going to keep playing well to earn my respect again. Sorry. Sports side story here. Anyways, uh, so let's get into what we've been up to first. Let's get, let's get rolling in this thing, guys. So uh, talking about games that we love, uh, I'm going to leave one of those off my list. And it's surprising because I really was psyched to play this game. But 12 Minutes is not a game that I love. <laughs> so... I did listen uh, to your conversation about that last week, and it just—it's unfortunate because um, the whole control controls is huge. Like if you cannot feel like you're in control of what you're doing properly, it just—it can take you're you out of the experience. Not. There's this so game many seems times to be all about immersion. Yeah, there's so many times I'm trying to drag an item because you have to drag an item onto something to use it. And I'm like, it's not clicking. It's not dragging. I'm like, is this it, is fucking ridiculous. Is the cursor speed like slow too? It speeds. It's a slow to slow to speed up kind of thing. So it goes slow and then goes quick. And I just it it, it needed rework that, controls or constant. there's nothing I, I, wrong mm-hmm. with that. If that was what the right stick controlled, because the right stick is yeah. nothing, nothing. Yeah. No. But your movement should have been just right uh, mm-hmm. stick, without a doubt. So. Um, yeah, so I that's played it, the that's, game. That's all you want to talk about is just, no. Love it? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm trying to be as. I'm trying not to give this spoilers for people. I it, there's just. I Do you have any interest in playing this? I have a lot of interest in playing. Not it? after your conversations. Uh, if I get through with what this I'm game, doing. This game is going to win. Like this um, is going to win. Like of the year editions. You know I mean, that. It, I would only play this on PC at this point. It wouldn't be. I, I, I am curious about it now, just to like see how. And it seems like something you could do in like one night. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. It took me like, like four hours, I think. It wasn't that long. Four or five you know, hours. You know, <laughs> I, will, I would recommend this is a game you should absolutely play with Ashley. Absolutely, one hundred percent should play in front of it. You could beat it in two hours, three max. If uh, I think, especially three. if you refer to a guide, you can. I think I, no. I think it. it took me about four hours. I think it did. Maybe I'm oh. wrong. But I think it took me about four Definitely hours. Definitely, there was a week. A couple of those loops, I was just like, a couple of loops, I'm like what the fuck am I supposed to do right now? Because I don't know what I just did before. Like there was a lot of times like you were talking about where I'm like this conversation, I know I had this conversation, but why is it still white? Oh, he never finished it. But you don't tell me that. I don't know that. I mean, like I did have this conversation. Um, but like, and then, and then, yeah, there's a, <sighs> there's an ending that you can't get unless you just fall ass backwards into that ending. I guess they give you enough clues once you figure it out, but it's like, do you know how many times I had to not get that ending, like to lose over and over again until I realized, oh, that is what I need to focus on. And so then I had to go back and just keep asking my wife and that and or your wife in that game, like, oh, how's that? You know, I can't try to be as vague as possible here. But uh, 
and then I then I finally got I guess what the real ending is because then there was no there's no restarting after that. So um, I say real ending because uh, there's no payoff. There's no payoff. You 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 spend the time in this game. Uh, there's a lot of convenience. I talked about this on the game on the movie cast. It's like why what really where the, where the fuck did this came out of left field? And I'm just like that the. <sighs> I can't talk about that. See, I can't it's talk so funny, Jim, because in Discord, you're like, I like it. And I was like, really? I was like, I'm surprised. Okay. But it sounds like uh, maybe uh, that was no, repeated or – I, I like – no, I liked – because you liked – I like the format. I love the Yeah, I like the format. The, the Groundhog's Day thing, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. I don't like the explanation as to what was going on. How about no. that? Stupid. The controls are stupid. Stupid and controls bad. That's yeah, it. I was just like that. The, 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 the plot is fine, and then I don't like the turn. That's it. It's M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. I mean, I, obviously it's not real present day. I'm not giving you – that's not the twist. But it's just like I knew that twist at the beginning of that fucking movie and it was just like, fuck you, M. Night Shyamalan. You're so predictable. <laughs> and then this this game, this game, I didn't see this twist coming. But when it happened, I'm just like, this is fucking stupid. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't even care that this that's is what I'm the saying. Yeah. yeah, I was like – I don't care. Like I, I just don't care. Okay, like whatever. Why am I doing this? Like, yeah, I mean, why? you guys had me at controls as far as not wanting. <laughs> and the game. controls are so. And then the controls, like you're trying to figure this mystery out before the ending happens, and you're really getting like pushing your wife, get <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of my way. Yeah, that's I what I said too, to right? Yes. <laughs> I don't and, have time for this shit. Get out of my face, and woman. Then, and then you forget to close the. Sorry. And then you forget to close the fucking door, and she's like, "What are you doing in there?" I'm like, "Fuck! I gotta start this loop all over again." Jesus Christ! I screwed that up. Uh, but. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you're just like minor things. You're just like, I don't understand this quality of life thing that they put in this game in 2021. I don't that I don't get. Like, well, so this game is going to win awards, and I don't think it I, will. I think it might because there's so many artsy things about it. But I just like that twist. That 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 ending is just so bad that I don't know who's gonna. Do I've it. seen more of a pushback since the game got released. Like the reviews were. That's why that. That was for me was a big disconnect because all the reviews really glowing. I think it got like eighty something. Yeah, Medicaid no, it was high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great concept. The game yeah. looks so good. Yeah, yeah. But um, ever since then, like on social media, uh, in the forums and Reddit and all that stuff, I've seen bigger pushback. Like this is fucking dumb. Like here are vi- like adventure games you should play before this game and like people That's talking good. about like outer, outer wilds and stuff like that. And I feel like for mm-hmm. a game that actually does this better, play this game and stuff like that. So. It might win a couple of words, but I, I don't think it's going to be like across the board kind of thing. Like, it's an investigative murder mystery that ultimately has no payoff, and that's that's the best way I can say about this game. And unfortunately, that's the miss. So, I wish, I hope somebody comes up with this concept and does it better. Like, I Ooh. think it's a cool idea. Three rooms, the whole thing goes on, and and that I was saw interesting a, for the first flash game playthrough that reminded me of this. The first three quarters of the game, I was actually what I messaged Tony about. Like, I really, I, I really like this game. The first three quarters of this game, I thought it was really cool. I was like, this is great. Like, I love this mystery that's happening. I've got to figure this out. And then, like, this really, this is where we're going with this fucking story. Are you kidding me? And then that was it. And I'm just like, I even knew where I was going. I knew that I was at the end. Remember, I messaged you that morning. I was at the end of this game. I didn't play till eleven o'clock next that that night because I'm like, I don't care to finish this game. I just don't care to finish this game right now. So, but the controls, I don't even think I mentioned it about the controls, but I remember early on, like one of the first things the game tells you to do to explain the controls is like, oh, like help your wife set, set the, the table, you know, cause, uh, she made dessert or something like that. 
And like, that dessert, but <laughs> that fucking dessert. I tried to, ah. that first playthrough. I tried to eat that dessert with her like so many fucking times. And I'm like, this is never the entire. No, nope. You don't get to eat the fucking dessert. And I'm like, fuck you guys. Why is it inventory? Why is it inventory? Yeah. At some point I'm, I'm trying to help her and I forget what I clicked or misclicked or something like that. But my character automatically just started eating it. And because she was in the room, she's like, wow, you're not even going to wait for me. <laughs> something like that. I was like. Well, I'm sorry the controls are shit, honey. Like, what do you want me to do about it? Like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so anyways, we've now spent almost 12 minutes on this 12-minute game. Um, so we're going to move on. That's really all I've played, though. Like, I haven't get to play anything else. I've loaded up Psychonauts 2, and uh, Cyberpunk's going to take a backseat because I heard Psychonauts 2 is a lot of fun. So I'm going to play that game. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's see who's next. Tony? Uh, so... Um, washing the shit out of my mouth uh, that wasn't 12 minutes um, <laughs> comes uh, Suda51 and Grasshopper's uh, final installment of the trilogy for No More Heroes. So I got that and played that. And that has been fantastic in terms of like everything I wanted out of like a third game in the series, like absolutely just surpassed my expectation because this is a series that came out, I think in like 2008 and 2010. It was early. Yeah, it was very yeah, early. Yeah, a long time ago um just built up upon that and stuff like that so um and this is it for this right this is yeah, yeah he's no well, at least suda 51 has said like this is the last game um in the no more heroes saga or something like that so uh expecting that i got like a, i want to say a third of the way because like the, the the whole premise of the game is always like oh you got to work your way up to like the top 10 assassins like you got to work from 10 to, to one and stuff like that so i think i beat like three bosses so that's roughly a third or something like that but uh, it's fantastic. The combat is really super satisfying. The game's always had, like, and, and this one still does, but, like, even back then on the Wii, it had that, like, what I would call, like, that PS2-era jank on it, where it's just, like, you know, like, yeah, I know you imagine, mean. like, a PS2 open-world game that, I mean, even including Grand Theft Auto, but, like, one that wasn't Grand Theft Auto, where it's like, hey, this developer's learning how to make an open-world game. Mm-hmm. Um, so any of those, like, licensed IPs and stuff like that. Um, where it's like, yeah, sure, this is an open world, but, like, the N- NPCs hardly do anything. You run into a car, the car just disappears and stuff like that. But it's just part of the charm of the game because it's just, like, you know, so weird and nonsensical um, about it. But uh, it's really fun. Um, I know I've talked about it a lot in the movie cast, but this one uh, is a violent game, but they kind of mask it a little bit. And in this one, you're technically killing aliens, so it's a little bit better, I guess, you know stuff like that but there's always like those um not fade to black but like fade to red when like you kill an enemy and stuff like that so it's like the implied gore is there but it's not like just showing you like yeah like guts dripping out of some fucking alien that you just... but you know what's crazy is like i'm gonna chime in here real quick yeah, demon yeah. slayer on uh the anime is yeah. surprisingly gory and then there's no gore like i'm like why do you like it's gory and then they just they just fade away the demons and i'm like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay but they have <laughs> yeah. to, i'm sorry go on no, I just made, you made me think about that i was just like yeah. That is very gory, but it's also not. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go on. It's a weird dichotomy, but um. Yeah. Yeah, no, no I, I'm I'm really enjoying that game. Um, it's interesting just to get like a little I don't know metaphysical or whatever I don't know the right word, but like Suda Fifty One in all the interviews I'm reading, like his company Grasshopper, you know, No More Heroes one of their first games, and they said when they released that game, it was like you know about them like striking out against the big publishers and uh big companies in japan because like they were a small indie they were one of the first like super small indie studios in japan 
Um, and then as they've grown as a company, their games have grown and stuff like that. So um, it's reflected, obviously, in the character and the storyline and stuff. So I was like, oh, that's that's interesting to, like, see that as I've grown from, like, that t- 2008 era and stuff like that. So oh, I just think it's really cool and uh, happy that a game gets its, uh, you know, final entry in a series. Because, you know, I, I think there's always that, like time where you're hoping for a sequel and they talk about a sequel but it never comes and it's just like you know what could have been or you know what if you know stuff like that so yeah but that's it all for right. me all right mike uh so i have been playing a lot more of greedfall um oh i yeah, really right. like it huh yeah I, well i'm mostly liking it <laughs> there's that michael <laughs> caveat well mostly <laughs> I, it is you know as they say, a double A game, and it it does show rear its ugly head here and there. It has a little bit of that jank. The open world sections, it's just kind of like run around, find some stuff to loot in every corner, and then um, the most most NPCs don't really matter or exist too much. That, but um, it, you kind of wish like playing this game just that they. They had the budget that other companies have because they there's there's good stuff in it like you know characters you have a party of three characters there's more in in wait for you too so there's a little bit of that Bioware type thing where they can interact with what you're doing they'll say something and they'll, or they'll say something even to each other or to the characters you're talking to and it's pretty good the contextual conversations and comments are pretty impressive uh the problem is those same characters when they get into combat they say the same one line over and over again like things are about to get dicey i've heard so many times double a and the other problem is the character designs are kind of bland um the the gear and armor is interesting mostly but the characters like there's like three characters and since you can interchange the gear they all kind of end up included and one of those three is the main character who you do have some leeway with in the beginning but i see other people's playthroughs i'm like oh this their their main character looks a lot like mine (laughs) like so it doesn't really change as much as you thought basically like there's three white-ish male characters that all look kind of the same when you like change all of their clothes and stuff and one has a bunch of tattoos all over his face it still doesn't matter um (laughs) and then um so i do wish the characters like it's the artsy stuff that kind of gets lost here like the music is kind of meh and you know the single player game or is this a um this is a single player yes this is trying this was in 2019 where people were like sort of feeling the void of like (laughs) rpgs like big action rpgs like western style big action rpgs and this sort of filled the void and for a lot of people they really liked it i like it there just needs to be a little more like i kind of wish they had like a sequel coming maybe they will um with a little more funding perhaps but i still like a little bit of outriders and that like just one more just give us more like the game is (laughs) fine it's like it's really good and i'm enjoying it but there is content there is a lot of content there's a lot of quests and the the quest thing is pretty good i think it's a stronger part of the game um just needs to be a little more variety and characters and enemies and sounds (laughs) but 
it's it's good considering that I think this is like I don't know the they're they the developer's name is Spiders. Uh, everyone's supposed to know them. I don't. They, apparently, they had some previous games that were they attempted some things, but they weren't ever good. They were always ambitious for their size. And this one, I think, mostly hits. Um, I'll keep going with it. There's a lot to cover, a lot to do, a lot of time to put into it. So I am enjoying it enough to keep going, and um, we'll see how it ends. It did, it did hit me recently, though, with one, like you talk about twists, with the most predictable. I, don't, I wouldn't even call it a twist, but my character was surprised. But I was just like, well, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Like, 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 I, he was supposed to care so much. I'm like, dude, like, this has been obvious, like, since, like, we got here. Like, but whatever. <laughs> so it's good. And I also played a bit more of uh, Sonic Mania because I uh, had to go. I went away for a little bit and only had the PlayStation where I have uh, Mania on there. And I played the um, a little more of the uh, Sonic Mania Plus thing, which is the one with... They added a year later where they have the extra characters and it changes the gameplay enough where you have your roster of one to five of them instead of uh, lives. You keep getting them back by going into special pinball stages. And that's good. I've noticed that I got all the emeralds in like the vanilla mania, which I don't remember doing, but I cannot that like they must have ratcheted up the difficulty. I cannot do it in the plus mode. Which is annoying because I kind of want to see the super forms of all these characters, but I've got shitty one. friends. There, there, there's Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and then there's yeah, the yeah, two, I know. two new guys. There's Mighty the Armadillo, who's fun- functional, functionally probably the best because if he's in a ball, he can't get hurt by spikes. He has this ground pound move. I like being him because like sometimes if you couple a shield with him, he's like basic the right shield in that. He's pretty much invincible. Um, and then there's Ray, the flying squirrel, and he sucks. He's useless. He has he has this freaking glide move that I don't understand. But why would you glide like? It's like the I guess the Mario cape type of glide where you gotta like go down to get up. I guess, and it's just useless when there's like knuckles and tails in the same game. So fuck that guy. Fuck Ray. <laughs> no, it's still good. I, I just uh, I, it still baffles me that there's no follow-up to the Sonic Mania on the horizon. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Corey? I've uh, just been playing more Tribes, Tribes of Midgard. I'm doing that a lot with uh, a couple guys, and just been enjoying it. Nothing really new. That's the only game. I actually am, like, I, would, I do want to play Outriders again, though. That's something that Apparently, I want to get back in at. Made the legendaries like better, like not better, like they show up more. But I don't oh. know what else they've done. That's the problem. It's like it's there's no content. <laughs> Once you're done, you're like, uh, well, I guess I can just. I didn't. I didn't even get again. to like the end game boss thing. I just lost steam before that happened with that game. Yeah, I mean the after the end game, the end game and. The, like, to get to the middle of the storm like a, or something. Yeah, yeah that thing. I'm like, I, I, here. I didn't get to him yet. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, we got news, and we have we have a little news. Then we'll get into our topic here. But uh, real quick, let me get this opened. Oops, come on. So here we go. 
Uh, let's kick it off with Blizzard because we talk about Blizzard so much. Might mm-hmm. as well just kick it off with Blizzard. McCree is officially getting his name changed. So uh, that was announced uh, after our podcast last week, very early last week. It was like Wednesday, I think they announced it right after. So not surprising, right? I mean, I, it needs to be done. This is like the low hanging fruit. It, it's yeah. kind of hard. Like, it's no, weird, it's though. fine. It, take his name out of the game. He doesn't deserve shit. Yep. <laughs> okay. This character is the same as a new name. Doesn't matter what he's called. It's the same character, just new name. What's he gonna be named? Meme Cray. <laughs> no, it'd be like Cream. Bimped. Name him Cream. Bimped Beast. It'll probably just be like, oh, Jesse McCree was like some shooting name I took from some guy I killed. My real name is fucking Bob. Uh, who even gives a shit? McCree's Bob a fucking Beck. shitty character to begin with. <laughs> That's true. Anybody playing him? Nobody plays him anyways. So. <laughs> All right, uh, DC Fandom is happening October 16th of this year, and guess what? We are going to see, apparently, this is the this is what we're hearing, and this is being reported by themselves. We will see Suicide <laughs> Squad, Kill the Justice League, and Gotham Knights there. I love how we have to say what they're reporting themselves and take it like it's a r- rumor. It, it, mm-hmm. I don't believe until I well, see it's it. Like, uh, the last time we saw these was at Fandom last year, so I guess it's yeah. going to be a yearly thing. Except we'll see you next year, guys. <laughs> around this time of year, and this one's like, a month and a half later. Um, but although the first one I mean was in like late August, but uh, we'll see. I just I have no confidence in either of these games right now and zero hope, interest. Hopefully they change it, but I just don't I don't know. I really and I am almost at the point where I kind of think we might get I might have said this before. I think we might get the Suicide Squad game before we get Gotham Knights because I think they showed a lot of Gotham Knights before and then it's been gone. I think they they're doing some reworking with that. I mean, that should have been out by now, right? So yeah, or at Goodbye. least should have been. So um, yeah, I don't know. But good to hear that they they. It's good to hear we're gonna maybe hear something. I just don't believe it until I see it. That's all. So, um, Yakuza franchise creator Nagoshi uh, is in the final negotiations is with Nettie's. Sega fucking it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what What is happening here? And then Tencent he's, is close to acquiring the studio. He's getting bought out to go to another company, basically. So uh, the rumor right now is um, final negotiations are happening between um, him and NetEase. Mm-hmm. which is a Chinese uh, publisher that has been expanding their game development from PC and mobile, and they're to trying consoles. to enter the console market. Um, mm. The past couple of years, apparently, they have been already poaching or, you know, luring away, whatever word you want to use, um, staff from, like, Capcom, Square Enix, you know, so on and so forth. But to everyone's knowledge, this is, like, the first big profile name because... Um, uh, Nagashi is uh, pretty big up on the chain at Sega, or was, because he got demoted, as we reported earlier in the year. Um, and I think that probably was just the final straw for him to be like, yeah, you know what, let me take this fucking Eddie's money yeah. and, you know, have freedom. I'll make do. Triad the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, that's, that's the, it sucks. Like, I totally understand from, like, fans of, like, the Kusa franchise, because yeah. um, I can imagine he's just going to poach a lot of the staff <laughs> from um, uh, the studio. Yeah. Um, 
but at the same time, maybe he'll be free to make the game that he like wants to. Because apparently he wanted to stop Yakuza like a long time ago, but they kept just being like, no, let's just make another one, you know, sequelitis and all that stuff. And and to be fair, like nowadays, I'm sure the game like the last one is not really what the game was originally created like. So it's probably in other people's hands by now, anyways. So right, it's um, hard. It's interesting because there's definitely a certain vibe that you know is throughout all the games really um and it's also rough timing i think because you know after my game pass experience i guess a bunch of other people did too over the last year and a half it's gotten it's grown immensely on a worldwide stage to the point where like we said uh judgment was a simultaneous worldwide release which they have not done before Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like they were ready to lean in and keep the, count this as like a Sega flagship franchise now for the world. Like Yakuza is there like now with Sonic and all that other stuff. And this is a little disconcerting, along with the fact that Judgment may be dead after this next one, too, because of that. We'll I mean, we'll so, see about that. I doubt so, that, but we'll see. So I don't know. It's, it's a little bit concerning. It's sad, too, because I think now is the time for like Yakuza to sort of like take off on the world stage but i don't know i don't know what'll change maybe but at the same time like i feel like this is better for everybody because i mean in my opinion outside of yakuza i think sega has been fucking pretty shitty the past i don't know five plus years i mean like you talk about like well you know why did we never get another sonic mania 2 or something like that Mm -hmm. uh i mean he was you know the create executive creator producer for all of sega so he had direct like yes or no approval on project or stuff like that so yeah we can recognize the greatness that is yakuza and it's growing popularity worldwide i absolutely won't just agree with that but it can't it seemed to come at the cost of everything else at sega um which in my opinion wasn't really great i mean i was never like a true true sega guy but like really outside of yakuza like just felt like they weren't doing shit at all um with any of their ips like you know even now for Sonic's whatever anniversary, uh, 30 or so, whatever, it's like, 20. hey, we're porting, 30. Co- we're porting colors. Mm-hmm. Yay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, cool, get excited, you know, not even like a multi-compilation like Mario All-Stars or anything like that, just, just one fucking game. It's like, I think they have an Origins thing, too, coming at some point. I don't know when, though. The, yeah, the, but I think it's just ports of one and... I think it's one through three in Knuckles, but I'm not sure. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> those Sega's are all fucking systems. Nothing, really. Like, they haven't done anything other than Yakuza. It's like, if you name any other franchise that they, IP of theirs, that's been, like, they just they re-released Virtua Fighter. Like, like that's it. Yeah. There you go. Here's Virtua Fighter again, guys. Yeah, yeah and it's just... Well, like, I mean, that was also, I think, to gauge. You would hope that if that got the play that they thought that that would continue that franchise as well. Well, sure, but at the same time, you have to, like, look at, um, you know, their contemporaries, uh, and I would say, like, you point at Square Enix, you point at Bantai Namco, uh, you point at Capcom, and they've grown their franchise as well. Like, um, uh, Tekken, whatever they're on now, Seven, I think, like, that is huge internationally. Um, It's still getting DLC, like, years after the fact that uh, when it came out. Uh, They successfully resurrected Soul Calibur VI, uh, Ace Combat, which I did not expect them to do a new series in that, and they're getting a, a follow-up sequel to that. Um, Capcom made Monster Hunter uh, a huge worldwide thing outside of Japan, which I would directly compare to like a Yakuza thing because 
back in the day, that was the J- mm, Japanese only series. Japanese, yeah. And mm. now, you know, Monster Hunter uh, Between World and Rise is, like, fucking huge and stuff like that. Um, so it's just, you know, they took the time to cultivate and grow these heavily orient, like, Japanese-oriented games. And it felt like Sega just, like, fuck it, we can't figure out Sonic. Like, we got Yakuza and... Oh, that's the special thing, though. That's why I think Yakuza is so important. It adds something beyond just Sonic's like retreaded stuff. Like this, it was poised to be like its major second pillar here, and maybe it still will be. But it did everything you wanted to see from Sega in these last like year or two. Not really. I wouldn't say that. Why? It, no. it, it, it did what you just said. That it wasn't doing that. Its contemporaries did. It 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 brought what was just one of the I'm just saying for one series like like yeah but like a... that when I'm saying look at the contemporaries I'm saying Capcom did this with all our franchises Band, Bandai Namco did it with multiple franchises Square Enix did it with multiple franchises you know like Nier Nier was fucking nothing back in the day when they released that Nier game nobody cared about it Nier Atana, uh, Automata comes out on PS4 and it's just fucking ridiculous now it's like this huge like multi-millionaire I, selling I played uh, it series. yeah I played it yeah. Yeah, I never played the original yeah. fine, but I mean they gotta have one before they have two like they need to no that's where i disagree with you like sure you can do the yakuza games but do fucking something else too and they didn't well i don't i don't really feel like it, that's what the problem was there just wasn't anything else that caught on they weren't they weren't doing too much i guess they kind of have persona because they bought it but that was mostly they <laughs> fucking bought atlas like that's not really like a <laughs> the decision like oh we're just gonna put you yeah. on the, the bankroll at this point um you know like like again like like sonic just being so absent like not even just the 2d classic mania stuff but like not even a 3d sonic like i know most of them are shit but like they had forces i don't know how old that is now it's only a few years old but it was no one really paid too much attention to it once it was out (laughs) you know like um and like they licensed that like like streets of rage 4 love that game like that that's all they did was like outsourcing Mm -hmm. like here you go. Guys. Could have done another Shining Force. That would have been nice. Yeah, like you would think with all the Fire Emblem, they would have like caught on with with uh, Dragon you know, Force, Dragon Force, Shining Force. Um, I mean, they, they tried with uh, Gunstar with, Heroes, uh, Sakura Wars, but they, oh, yeah. they went all in on the fucking PS4 version. Like, like, what I'm happened like, to Fantasy What are you Star? doing? What are you doing, guys? Like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know. I'm just disappointed. I think anyway. In the conversation, I just think it's it's better for both parties, both Sega and Negoshi here, to just part ways and move on. And the Yakuza series will survive. They'll, they'll live on. I think, I think it'll be fine, too. I don't. We'll see. All right. Uh, last day of the news, we had the um, Twitch TV blackout, protests blackout. So I guess they're getting raids, and they just stopped doing streaming. Yeah, people are doing being shitty. You know, yeah, trolls. Racist, trolls. God, I don't know. Yeah. I'm so disengaged with the Twitch. Like, I, I could not care less about anything that happens on Twitch. Yeah, it's it's bad. Like, whatever. Like, early days of Twitch, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, really, it's an interesting way to, like, engage mm-hmm. with, you know, streamers and stuff like that. But, like, once it got too popular and, like, you're, like, one of 100,000 in a fucking chat or something like that. It's like, what's the point? I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Like, I don't understand it anymore these days. I'm just like, okay, I'm here for the stream. I'm not going to talk to anybody, though. But good on the people, good on the streamers, just, you know, boycott, you know, company that won't take action to help, you know, protect its employees, technically, I guess. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Isn't that Amazon's MO? 
And it is Amazon's MO. You are correct on that one. All right, let's get into the topic. All right, guys, what we love about gaming. Um, There was a lot of complaining so far. So, yeah, let's get into the good stuff. Yeah, so the good stuff about gaming, guys. Uh, I'll kick us off. Like, I see for me, like, gaming, and it's tough. It's it. This is how I describe it to people who aren't gamers. Like, it gaming is like a good book, but experiencing it like in the world. You know, like I, that's what I love about my story games. That's why I play what I play. Like those games, I love the story because for me, I want to experience that book like experience, but hands on playing that with a character. I've always been really much like a big reader and I just love the story aspect of games and uh, getting that experience and getting lost in a game. And like you do in a book, you know, you just get drawn into it. And I just love that experience. Like that is one of my major things uh, that, I mean, that's my, that's my, that is my major. Yeah. I mean, I think I had one of my things I wrote down was similar in that you you're with a book, you can experience the vision of the author and what they wanted. Uh, And with a game, you're kind of shaping that experience uh, by the decisions you're making. And then if you have branching paths and things like Mm -hmm. that, uh, it changes the experience for a, in, every individual, and you can really focus your character to be the character that you want it to be instead of having to follow this linear path that a, a book would have. And not saying books are bad, because I love books, and um, it's interesting it's that sometimes... Thing, yeah. yeah, and so like you'll make decisions based off what you want and what you feel, and that's, and, you know, and that's something you don't get in any other platform. So, yeah, for sure, yeah, like shaping the experience is, is a big one. Absolutely. So, who's got another mic? Got one? I mean, yeah, that's all there. I think um, I always wonder, like, talking to non-gamers, too, it's like, why do they want to go home so much? Because for me, I understand that, like, you know, I can do my, like, there's stuff to do at home because there's, you know, games. It lets your home be, like, you know, your place to go to have fun see other worlds explore stuff Mm -hmm. even talk to people sometimes and uh you can do so much at your home like it's a reason to go home that like so much yeah so much so i don't really get it when other people are in such a hurry to go home that aren't gamers i'm just like well what are you gonna do just watch a movie okay (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah um Tony, what's one? Uh, so I mean, I agree with what you guys say. Like, for me, it's an interactive medium um, where I like the ability to um, either, you know, from a like a most linear standpoint of a video game, at least be like, hey, I, I'm getting the the hero character or whatever to the end because I'm helping control him or guiding his actions or whatever like that. Or if it's uh, or her, you know, um, or if it's a personal thing, like you know, you create the character from the ground up, you know. I, I can be that person. Like, I want to project myself into that character. Or I can be mm. like, you know, in like something like Fallout where like I'll do like a, a villain route or something like that where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to make a fucking badass character that's going to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take your money and then I'm going to blow up Nuketown. Like, fuck you. You know, whatever. I can, I can do that. You know, and it's it's virtual. You know, I'm not hurting anybody or anything like that. But I'm allowed to be like a bad person in these video games and stuff like that. Um, one of the things I would say is um, I love the social aspect that video games bring about um just even beyond like movies because like you know that's one of the classic you know i would say modern human activities is to watch a movie and then talk about it afterwards but you know like as Corey was saying it's very linear experience it's like 
hey man did you see uh john wick shoot that guy in the face yeah man that was so fucking cool it's like <laughs> cool like yeah you yep that happened where it's like you know when we talk about certain games um it's like you know like oh hey how did you approach this did problem you do this? Yeah. Did, did you right. do this yeah yeah you know and that to me was always cool and like when i think about the th- few things like the purest down things of like what i loved about gaming as a kid and growing up to this day is like talking to people about like you know a game and being like oh did you know about this thing or like this quest line or something you're like no i didn't it's like that's that sounds really cool i have to do that it's like well did you hear about this and like there's this whole like like world literally a world um depending on the game that it's almost too much for one person to enjoy at the same time and it's even rarer if like you know, both people did. Yeah, I did every fucking quest in this video game. It's like, you did every quest in Skyrim. Okay, like, sure, that's cool. But, like, most people won't have that thing. Yeah. So it's like you talk about, you know, whatever. And then this other person's like, oh, I did this build and stuff like that. <clears throat> just learning about those, the interactions where it's like, oh, I want this spellcaster route. Or like, oh, I had this, like, you know, melee build. It's like, oh, that's really cool. I didn't know you could do that. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, who's got another one there, Corey? Yeah, some- yeah, no, I mean, kind of building on top. Like all this stuff is like they they kind of build into like follow each other. But there's there is a sense of accomplishment that mm-hmm. video games give players and give you, that, you know, that you don't have again with other types of media because you are the one accomplishing these things. You are doing the thing. If you if you're not participating, it's not happening the way that you 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 know. The way it is, and obviously I go always go back to Borderlands because uh, it's my favorite <laughs> game of all time. And it's like with Borderlands, there's like this whole collector aspect to that game, and you know anything with loot, you know. Um, so you feeling like you're accomplishing things. There's always that you know carrot in front of you, like I need to accomplish this yeah. and beat this level or get this gun or get you know get my build to be the correct way. So I need to be able to level up. So there's all these little goals that you can give yourself in gaming that when you accomplish them it feels good yeah. it feels great to do and uh so that sense of accomplishment is something i really love about video games where you know you don't actually have that it's like oh i finished a chapter in this book yay me <laughs> uh, yeah but, like that's the that's the cool part like you're right like there's that aspect about it where you know it's like when you when you face uh, we've talked about difficulty forever right i'm not talking about like dark souls and stuff i'm not uh but i'm but there is that challenge mode aspect of games where when you finish something that was like so challenging like just so ridiculously challenging there's that feeling but not only that not only that feeling that Corey was talking about there's that once you've done it like you can go and do it easier like it's something cool about gaming where you notice like you've done it once you beat that hard part you go back to it and you got through it easier after that and easier after that the more you go through it it's something about the way you learn the game i don't i, I find that really cool actually maybe not love yeah, yeah. but no, i find it really crazy cool about is it. like the the achievements thing has just totally changed the way people game too and it's like uh you're you're giving yourself these goals and now you're actually getting something for it and that, i'm still shocked that the switch doesn't have any type of achievement thing at all like it's amazing that, that there's nothing there uh but like it, you have to have it in the game itself but it, the fact that you can show off your accomplishments and you can be like oh i platinum this game or like yeah. i've done everything that the game wants me to do and now it, I have a little thing that proves it. It just, it's another thing that just makes it like so much more Probably. satisfying. Yeah. I mean, there's games where you just, you want that completionist thing. You want that all done. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm very proud that, of yeah. my like Borderlands uh, and Borderlands 2. I 100% of those games, all DLC, all those, and, like, it's <laughs> I one of those things. That, like, I'm very proud of that with the, um, the Rocksteady Arkham series. I, 
100% in each of them. At least the main, there's some ridiculous things in the challenge modes thing for night that I'm, I'm not sure are possible. But other than that, <laughs> I did 100% for every one of them. But that's also part of it. Like what you're saying is games kind of like give you the op- opportunity. And sometimes it's a little artificial, but they make you feel like you're an expert at something. Even if uh, by the end of playing any game, it'll make you be an expert in whatever you're doing in the game. Even if, yeah, sometimes it's kind of fake. Sometimes it's levels and numbers and stuff like that or just overpowered items. But regardless, you still feel like an expert by the end of it. And that's something that you pretty much don't get from anywhere else unless like you play a a real life sport like for a long time. And it takes a longer time to do that. Um, most of the time. So it's it's just a, it's a psychological thing, obviously, that games really are good at just making you feel like an expert by the time you're done with them. That's what's so cool. Like that learning aspect, you don't even realize what you're doing, but like you're picking it up and you're, you're getting better at it and not even realizing it. And then you go back and you're like, holy shit, this was way easier now that I just did this again. Like holy shit, like way easier. Yeah. It's such a, such a cool thing about gaming. Yeah, you're but also, I would also yeah, see that some mental wall broken too like that might have been part of it there's a lot of psychology that you kind of can diagnose yourself with too playing a game a little bit you'd be like i'm too frustrated right now to do this i need to go away and come back and then you come back after like slamming your head against the boss or something like literally 20 times in a row it's impossible i can't do this, this is bullshit you come back later like calm and you just do it the first time you're like oh I yeah guess. <laughs> that's another aspect that is another aspect of taking that break sometimes that game needs that like that break you know what i mean like we've talked about it on this podcast how long where you just get so like in that trench of just in the lull you can't win and then you you you, you take a break you do some other shit you come back to it and you just you go right through i think i had that i had that happen to me with cuphead i don't know how many times where i was like can't beat this guy can't beat this guy take a break come back first try down down the boss um so it, it's amazing that aspect of games i i'm I don't know, i'm trying to think of like other stuff that i love about gaming and i think I think nowadays, um, I actually love that gaming is more mainstream. Like, you know, I mean, we have the closet, like, no, the closet nerds that, I'm sorry, give gaming not a great face. Uh, they're on internet, you know, they're on the internet being trolls, and they're, you know, there's a lot of negatives involved with those people. But then there's the main force of gaming now, where it's like, it's we've got esports, we've got like, it's in the, I mean, it's out there. It's like. I can be a 40 year old male right now and I can play a video game and not have to feel like I'm not, you know, th- remember they were, when we were kids, those games, their games are for kids. You know what I mean? Like video games are for kids. It was always like that when I was younger. And now it's like, you know, I'm, you know, middle age, past middle age, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, past middle age, Jim, at 40. I don't know if I'll see 80. Who knows? I might be past middle age. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just love that it's more mainstream now where you, it's there like you can wear gaming shirts like zelda shirts and people are like i love that shirt you know you're out in public and you're just like you couldn't do that when you were younger because it's super nerdy back then you know what i mean like it just was different i mean you could have done it it didn't matter but i'm just saying that it's easier to wear these shirts out in public and people get them you know what i mean it's, it's really cool to have that exposure i like that actually mm-hmm. so yeah um for me you know uh what i love about gaming is healthy um non-toxic competition um and i'll say that just because like yeah. right competitiveness because like you know growing up like you know i played um sports in, in like 
you know, grade school and, and growing up and stuff like that. Like I did wrestling and I did, uh, you know, Taekwondo outside of school and stuff like that. And that's great. But like, I was never to like, Oh, like, you know, be a football player or be a basketball. Player. And I'm not taking away from that, but that mm-hmm. wasn't just for me. Um, I was more into like, you know, like chess and like, you know, chess club has a whole like stigma against it and stuff like that. But like with video games, you could have a wide range of different competitive aspect where you're still, you know, doing, you know, what an athlete does, you're training, you're, 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 you know, getting better, you're mentally preparing yourself, you're, you're doing, you know, uh, rigorous uh, exercise, you know, exercising of some sort, you know, whether it's your mind or whatever, your reflexes and stuff like that. But um, just, you know, you can be like, you want to be a competitive RTS, you know, StarCraft player, go ahead, you can do that. You want to be a competitive um, Call of Duty player, you can do that. You want to be a competitive FIFA player, you can do that. You know, like, it's just really cool to me that now in 2021, like, you have this wider range, um, you know, stuff. Whereas, like, you know, back yeah. in the day, like, I think <laughs> maybe one of the first games, like, what, like, Quake or Unreal or something like that, that had, like, tournaments and stuff like that. Um, and now it's, like, literally every 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 genre, every franchise. Like, I mean, one of the ones, I don't know if you guys remember, we talked about that Atlas game, Catherine. There's a competitive circuit for that, where, like, people are just, like, building these cube walls so they can climb it. And, that's competitive. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy to me. Um, and, you know, I always loved, like, fighting games, you know, like, Jim, like, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I mean, you know, there is that, that like, five-year stint where that's all we do. We, like, we, you know, you, me, Buddha, Palmer, Hap, whoever. Palmer yeah. Arcade. Palmer I mean, Marvel, was, like, yep. let's see who can build, like, the longest win streak, you know, stuff like yeah. that. I just um, loved, I mean, the competitiveness of that was awesome. And we've always been like that with Corey and myself, included with fighting games. I mean, we had our, our tournaments. We did our yeah, little fighting fighter fighter and stuff, right? We yeah. always talk about that. Yeah, we made brackets. We were so into that stuff. Uh, <laughs> and, like, we would do we'd sign-up brackets. You'd have two fighters, <laughs> two different brackets. You'd have a loser's bracket where you'd have to just run the gamut to get wow. to the finals, possibly. Yeah, it was. we went in depth with that shit. We were really into it. Uh, and, I mean, the amount of paper. I would love to find these papers. With me and my friends. That was <laughs> <laughs> no, I would love to find those papers of our old tournaments, Corey. Like that would be just to see the. Brackets. I don't know if they like, exist anymore, it's, but it's yeah, all Leon and it's all Leon and Pei and uh, and probably <laughs> yeah. Wolf. It's no, all well, like, to build on this stuff though, like what I, another thing I've written right. down was in video game. I love there's like there's teamwork and socializing, right? That I kind of have those together, and you know with Destiny, I was playing Destiny forever and having those raids, and obviously with World of Warcraft, having those raids and getting together with friends yeah. and trying to accomplish this like, goal together uh, with that teamwork and being able to do this as a team uh, is really is really something that's cool with video games because not everybody, like you're saying, can play a physical sport or can do you know physical yeah. activities with a team. But with video games, you can do that. And not only are you doing that, you're doing this in these fantastical worlds uh, and accomplish these things together. And like one of the fa- my favorite things was just like watching these streamers do raids for the first time, just like trying to figure it out and uh, those seeing how they work and stuff like that. So there's that community that's in that builds around these video games as well. That's I really mean, really cool. We've all experienced like I mean I've experienced that with World of Warcraft. I mean I ran a guild. Uh, you know I was like so far into that game where I would run a guild with strategies and stuff because I was you learn those. I ran with like a a, a, a very good guild when I was younger pl- uh, playing younger when I was like yeah I was younger Jesus I was a lot younger I was playing like seven o'clock in the morning I was playing till a lot with this guild so I learned the strategies and it's like you know you can explain that and there's it's such a cool experience to break down a boss fight in in a massive forty man raid where you're like okay. Uh, everybody attack oh shit we fucked up everybody's dead in five seconds and then to learn from that and then finally down that boss it was such an experience. 
I mean, the adrenaline hit, like when you, when, I mean, the screaming in the videos, we would do recordings and upload them to YouTube for people to watch. And the, the, the screaming when we would beat, um, molten core, when we beat, um, uh, what's his name? Rag, uh, Ragnaros. Ragnaros. Uh, we beat Ragnaros and just like the screaming, like, yeah, yeah, we're, so, I mean, so much loud screaming in the video and it's everybody like 40 people screaming. I mean, it's the experience of like all those people coming together at one time, uh, it's amazing how gaming evolved. It's evolved um, from, you know, experiencing like Zelda in your room with like people watching. Same experience back then. Like when I beat Zelda, my family was watching, uh, <laughs> and it was like cheering on when I was fighting Ganon. I remember that as a kid. My mom there, my brother, and they're all just watching, cheering when I was fighting Ganon. Like it's the same thing. It's evolved to forty person online now, but uh, it's such a great experience. Like it's it's brings people together. It does. It brings people mm-hmm. together. Yeah. yeah. And even now, like, look at COVID, look at COVID. Like, that's another aspect of things where it's like gaming more than ever, like has been, this is the most busiest it's ever been with gaming. And because it's a way for us to stay together. Uh, yeah, there's an escapism yeah. too. You know, like when, you know, your life is like shit with you getting quarantined and having to stay inside and stuff. Like, yeah. what can you do? Like you were saying earlier, Mike, it's uh, escapism. When you go home, you yeah. have all these worlds that you can visit yeah, that absolutely. are like, yeah. You I mean, I've talked about of everything. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I've talked about it before, but Animal Crossing saved a lot of people. Uh, like, yeah. I'm, I mean, the I'm mental s- health aspect. Yeah, to it, that's what I'm saying. Know. Like, it yeah. probably saved a lot of lives last year because it came out literally right at the start of quarantine and just, you know, took off in sales. Like, you know, 10 million copies in the first like quarter, and it's like, I mean, even like Gary Witta, you know, who uh, <laughs> Book of Eli and then eventually Star Wars Rogue One. I mean, he he ran a virtual talk show with celebrity guests in the fucking game. And that's just like blows my mind is like somebody was like, yeah, let me just do this fucking thing inside a video game. And, just, you know, like even the fucking Biden campaign had their own island or something like that. I was like, that's that's a little weird, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> no. Uh, and we were touching on it, too. There is sort of also kind of the evergreen nature of games, too, like, um. There's lots of things you can do that in real life <laughs> that you've done when you were younger and you do it again. It's just not the same. You're bigger. The room seems smaller, like nothing. You're just too different. But what's funny is going back, and this is something I've noticed in the past like decade more when I've gone back and played games from my childhood. There's a different type of nostalgia that games do because you really do feel like you're in the same space mm-hmm. again, doing the same type of things again. But now you're just older like outside and you so if stuff was hard too hard or scary when you were a kid that's so you go back now and you you've lost your weaknesses <laughs> yeah, you yeah. literally can be like i wish i knew <laughs> what i know now back then and you can you play an old like for example like i think sometime within the last like few years like maybe within the last five years me and my brother on a vacation, we beat for the first time Sonic 2 uh, co-op, getting all of the Chaos Emeralds. Which, by the way, if you if you remember Sonic 2, that's the like 3D halfpipe thing, and it ramps up the difficulty oh, yeah. two players. Mm-hmm. It was completely ridiculous, but we did it for the first time, and I took a p- fucking picture of that on my phone. I'm like, that's right, but it only took us like 25 years. <laughs> but, but you know what, like your skill level is better. Like you know what's funny is um, 
I had a conversation. I told you guys about it. I played the retro games back when I was at my friend's house like a couple months, a month ago. I went out to visit some friends in Pennsylvania. We ended up playing classic NES games. And I talked about Punch-Out. Remember I said like I faced, I didn't face Mike Tyson. It was the dream Sandman. guy. Yes, yeah, Sandman. Thank you. Uh, and I just got destroyed. And then Mike, you said like, you know, I bet you your 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 reflexes hasn't gone that far. And it's been kind of eating away at me. Like, I want to go back to it because I'm like, <laughs> I bet you if I play that game, just go right to him and just get to learn that timing now. My skill is better. Like, my skill, my reflexes aren't as probably as fast as when I was a kid, but my skill level is better than when I was a kid. So I'm like, I probably can just get that timing down and just yeah, do sure. it. And so I should go back and finally beat him. Uh, like, I beat Tyson, I think, once. And, and that was great. And I never went back to play it. But... Uh, mm-hmm. It makes me want to go back and play because I'm like, you're right. Because it's like you learn from those experiences and you just carry them on. But I don't know. It's, it's good stuff. But yeah. So I, I well, who has got anything else? Are we? I mean, this is similar, though. This is a little bit. There's a, a little bit of a double edged sword here. But one of the things I said was um, an IP in games never really is dead dead. Like someone can always pick it up and bring it back in a certain way. Yeah. And and that, if you hold out hope for something that may never come, that could be a negative. But there's really no time limit with sort of with games. Like, and if further in the future you get, presumably the better it'll be. That's another thing. Like, most sequels are objectively better than what they had before. Now you may not like the story as much or the characters, but for the most part, and you don't get this in other media. You would think. You have a framework and build on it, and things get better as it goes forward more often than not. So that's that's two different things. But you, there's always a chance for something to come back that you're missing in video games after a while, or maybe mm-hmm. you know, or just as something new comes and it's better, <laughs> that kind of happens too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. I'd say one big thing for me was just the um, the advent of like online games. Um, in general, just because, uh, don't get me wrong, like, I always prefer, like, games in person, you know, sitting next to somebody on a couch or something like that, or whatever, in the same room playing, you know, Mario Party, Mario, something like that, you know, it's always a good experience, but, you know, there's some games where it's just not always possible, especially as you grow older, and people are, you know, moving, stuff like that, but, like, there's something to be said about, like, online games where, like, you know, MMOs and stuff like that, you know, especially, but any other game, like, really, you're connecting to people, like, from all parts of the world, you know, let alone the country. And it just fascinated me, like, just meeting these people and then becoming friends. It's like, I never thought I would have, like, a friend from, like, you know, three different countries in Europe just because we happen to play the same game, um, you know, because we have yeah completely different lives, completely different cultures and stuff like that. Unbelievable. That's such a but, cool thing. Yeah, but you can just fucking connect over that and be friends. Like, it's like, yeah, like, and I, I talk to people about that. Like, oh, yeah, I got a friend in, you know, Germany. I got a friend in uh, Switzerland. I got a couple of friends in Australia and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's so weird. And, you know, especially because we talk about COVID, like, you know, I'll be like, oh, my friend in this is, is doing this and whatnot. And they're like, you have friends over there? I'm like, yeah, you just meet online and just, you know, yeah. whatever. So it's really cool. It is. It is. So I remember, uh, what was it, a uh, cable guy when uh, Jim Carrey's talking about that one line where he's like, you could play Mortal Kombat with your friend in Germany or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't there like a line that said, like, I don't know, for some reason, like, it sticks out in my mind now that, you know, <laughs> we're at that age and stuff like that. But Crazy enough, it's how I met Kent, one of my best friends. 
which is no. funny because he still lived close, but I met him playing Ghost Recon and uh, <laughs> I had no idea who he was. Like Corey was friends with him, but we played Ghost Recon together. We just played it so much that when I met him finally in person, like it was like second nature. We just knew each other immediately. Yeah. Uh, it was it's pretty impressive. Uh, so. But yeah, so cool. All right, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of the Gamecast. So we've covered what we love now. So I hope love you guys fest. like that. Huh? It was the love fest. Yeah, and we gave it. And I, I, I think we should try to do I think we should try to do this with movies. It's tougher with movies, though, because it's like you can hate on movies like so much. And can you cover what you love, though? That's the question. So I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. But thanks for tuning in. You can write us all you can geek at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at All You Can Geek. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to this YouTube channel if you're watching us. Please subscribe. We need you subscribers. Leave us comments. Leave us likes. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week. We're out.